selling a little cha-ching or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching <coughs> shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the final real life store stage all the way down to did we just hit a million dollars shopify is here to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person pos systems whatever and wherever you're selling shopify's got you covered shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout at 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash human two that's all lowercase you're going to go to shopify.com slash human two now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash human two hello and welcome back to this week's episode of i think i'm human too I wanted to start by saying anyone and everyone that listened last week, the amount of feedback that I got with the episodes with my mom was absolutely insane. I don't know why I'm about to cry. I'm clearly a little hormonal right now. Um, my mom is one of those people. So is my dad. Like they loved reading the comments on stuff. But my mom is one of those people who hates hate comments. Like she will literally be a troll back to trolls. It is so funny. Um, so I was kind of anxious on the feedback that I was like, I just don't want anyone to be hurtful or rude in the comment section and like hurt my mom's feelings. Cause I know it was like something that she wasn't super comfortable doing. Um, but she did extremely well. And not only that, but the feedback was just amazing. So thank you for watching the last two weeks, listening the last two weeks, engaging, commenting, um, all the way down to like even Instagram. I have been way more present on the I think I'm human Two Instagram page. Um, I'm trying to build that up and really separate the two entities from Catherine Eves and I think I'm human Two. So just anything that you have done to help support is just very appreciated. So thank you for that. Um, a couple life updates. I feel like we haven't done a few life updates in a while. Um, so if you've seen on Instagram, again, if you follow me on either Catherine Eves or Human 2's page, um, we officially have started this podcast as its own business entity, which is insanely amazing. Um, and if you have a little bit of questions on that, let me try to explain. So social media obviously can become its own source of income. That is the goal for people that do this for a living. Obviously, we have bills to pay. Um and podcasting is another social media platform. It is a way that people can incorporate ads um, and there is money involved, obviously. But when you start to make, when you start to build two businesses or platforms, um, because Human2 is its own platform. Obviously, if you've seen, I have a social, I have a Instagram page for it. I have a TikTok page for it. Like I want, I think I'm Human2 to be its complete, like I don't want you to know human too, just solely because you know who Catherine Eves is, right? I want, I think I'm human too, to be its own 
platform. Um, so one day I'm hoping to generate some more revenue there and have this become its own business where any expenses, say I need a new mic, um, Catherine Eves isn't responsible for because human two is bringing in its own income to be able to pay, um, pay its own bills or expenses, whatever. So if you have questions there, I'm sure we can talk about that in the future. I have talked previously about how businesses work on the social media aspect of side side of things because I know it is kind of confusing. I need a little coffee. I haven't had any coffee today. Um, so yeah, that, that's been a little bit of a life update. Hold on. I really do need coffee. I'm like, Ooh, that is very exciting to me. Um, because that means that there is substance behind, I think I'm human too. And that also means that brands are brands, um, and businesses are seeing human two's content and is excited to be part of it and wants to be part of it. So that's insane for my my own brain to even comprehend. Um, and I just, I cannot say thank you guys enough for just being here, supporting, listening, loving, whatever. Another life update. Um, we are also, if you've seen on Instagram, I have been looking for a business space for I Think I'm Human too. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can probably tell I'm constantly like in the upstairs living room, downstairs living room, um, in the two chair, like I go back and forth on what the hell I'm doing with my life. Um, when it comes to filming and it's very difficult right now, Raphael just left with the dogs and he's taking them to the dog park. Thank goodness. Um, it's a weekend day. I'm filming on the weekend, which is not normal. So I'm kind of anxious because Hadley is not really fans of other dogs. So we'll see how this goes. Anyways. Um, so I was debating on between getting a business space, obviously again, when human two becomes has some revenue coming in the revenue would pay for the office space as of right now it would come out of my own pocket which is totally fine um but I've been debating on it because we have been looking at moving and I know that's not been a secret we've talked for quite some time and just after the family drama my husband and I are like why the fuck are we here excuse my language but like we're like why are we even here um I think it really really hit a couple of weeks back maybe over a month ago. It was over a month ago at this point. Some stuff was happening and I looked over and he was looking at jobs in another state. And I was like, okay, we've talked about moving for quite some time, but this is the first time I've actually seen him actively looking for what's out there in the field. He has not applied to anything. Um, I think our hardest problem right now is he loves his job dearly and he's worked so hard to get to where he's at. Um, and I can say the same for myself as well. So we're kind of in the in-between of like what to do, but we are in motion to just see what our options are for a mortgage, um, for an out-of-state mortgage. It's very different for an in-state. So fun fact, if you're ever looking at moving and you need to apply for a, a mortgage loan, um, they are very big sticklers about wh what's your new job. That's our biggest thing right now is with Raphael is, well, what's your new position going to be and how much? And he's like, well, I haven't started applying. Like, it's kind of new, so, um, but that's in the works. We will be moving. We just don't know when and where. We are debating between two, between two places right now. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, we are planning to just continue keeping on with the grind, working hard, and trying our best to move forward. So, I know that was like a lot of a life update. You guys are probably like, okay, get to the point. Um, this week's episode, I want to talk about love languages and I know some people are probably going to be like, okay, that is so lame. What the heck? I used to think the exact same thing religiously. I was like, 
who gives a shit about love languages? What's the importance? Is it, it's just another book to read. It's just another quiz to tell you what box you fit in. Uh, but let me tell you why I think it's very important. So I, when I changed my mindset, I had a whole shift in life. And I don't even mean just love languages. Like I've had a lot of mindset shifts that I've really, really honed in on um, and worked on. And I don't even mean just like mentally, like I've been putting in work on reading new books, um, expanding knowledge, finding new pages to follow. I know that sounds crazy, but social media is the way of the world. It just is what it is. Social media is not going anywhere, but what you can consume is is drastically what you consume can be drastically positive or negative. And if you are consistently consuming negativity or even like those aesthetically pleasing videos, I follow a couple girls and I I like them dearly. Like I I really love their content. I love them as a person, but I also sit here and think I cannot compare to their life. I have to stop comparing. So Because when you watch like these aesthetically pleasing cleaning house videos, you're like, well, my house doesn't look like that. Or I even go into like, how the fuck does she have this much time in her day? Why am I comparing? It does not matter. So I started really honing in on the, and I still follow those people because I really do like them, but I had to figure out why am I in the competitive comparison mindset? So I wanted to get out and start reading new things, following new pages. So because even if you don't read books, think about what you do consume. Again, back in the day, it was magazines, books, um, newspapers, right? And you would want to pick like what was important to you. I know I'm going on a little bit of a rampage, but now it's social media. So you need to look at who you're watching and what you're consuming and the content styles. If you're wanting a different life, start consuming different content that or different books or different magazines, whatever it is that is in your life that's present to however you receive information, um, start looking for new outlets. It doesn't mean unfollow the people that you follow or stop watching them completely. It just means start in taking other things. So I started to realize this and I started to do that because my family's mindset, and this is no hate to them, they're just always negative. My grandmother's that way. My father was that way. It was, they're very positive people in the sense of very happy, like loving people, but say something were to happen. And I'm going to use my dad, for example, because one, he is very, he used to do this heavily. And two, he's one of the only fuckers that I can use the name of. So my dad used to watch the news, nonstop watch the news. And all he would talk about is Oh my God, this is happening and this is happening and we're all going to die. And I literally have videos of my father talking about tsunamis and he was like, oh fuck, we're all just going to be taken over. And I'm sitting here like, we're in the Midwest. Why are you watching the tsunamis in another, like, I don't know. So I started to recognize that was how my mindset was. I was always watching out and worried about other things. And it's like, I don't mean to stay ignorant and or to be desensitive to the tsunami victims or or the things that are going on around the world. But why was my dad internalizing it? Why was he getting angry and scared and 
reactive to something that wasn't even physically happening to him. I loved it because again, like he was very sensitive to the people that this was happening to. But anyways, we're going to move on from that. So I started to realize when I was single and before I met Raphael, this is where I'm tying back into love languages. I know you're probably like, Catherine, oh my God, you're ADHD. Yes, I did not take my medications today. If you cannot tell. Anyways, when I was single, I would sit down and I would say, why do so many people talk about love languages? They must be important. So I sat down and I was like, okay, whatever. Let me go do this stupid ass little quiz. And I sat down. I did the quiz for myself. And then I realized a lot of people fit into one of the five topics. So your five topics are physical touch, quality time, acts of service, gift giving, and words of affirmation. Most people fit into one. Like one is their number one gift or um love language and how they receive love. I actually tied twice or tied for two. So I took it a second time. I tied for two. I took it a couple months later and I tied for two. A couple months back, this is years ago. And a couple months back, I just did it again because I knew I wanted to touch on this topic. And I tied for the top two again. So when I started to really dive into what my top two were, mine is quality time. And I could have told you that. I am one of those people that I love just sitting down with you and just having full on quality time. And I think that was something that my mom probably instilled in me as a kid because I was not the, or all of us as children, like me and my older brother, um, quality time, I would say is probably very important to him as well, just because that was what my mom could give us. And as a child, that's where you're really starting to form like what you want, what you need. And my mom's most pouring love was in giving us her quality, undivided attention and time because we weren't very wealthy. She couldn't bring us home gifts all the time. Um, Physical touch for a child. Yeah, some people might need hugs. I'm not a hugger. That was never what I was. My mom loves to give hugs. Uh, My older brother is a very big hugger. I maybe even would say that his is a physical touch. I don't know. I've never asked. But I started to realize that mine was quality time and I kind of I kind of diverted that back to as a child. What I absorbed as a child was just full on attention and it could be quiet time. It could just be sitting next to my mom or my brother or whomever back in the day. That was important to me and having one on one conversations and eye contact and that was I just love that shit to my core. And then I started to think, okay, why am I getting a secondary topic? And the one that I got was words of affirmation, which I was like, I am not a compliment girly. Like if, if you give me a compliment, I don't really receive that well. So I was like, how the hell is my secondary love language words of affirmation? So then I started to really look internally again and dig kind of deep. And I was like, okay, this is starting to make sense when I started having my own thoughts and ideas on it. I think I was so as a child pushed, pushed, pushed to be better that I was like really lacking that you're doing great though. That's all I needed. You're doing great. It was like, oh, you got a B next time get an A. Oh, you got an A keep going. It was never like, good job. Like, um, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't necessarily know. Like I can't name a time where I was really sad and depressed that nobody was giving me words of affirmation, but sometimes I just needed that. Like, good job. Um, and the older I've gotten, I've realized that I'm not a compliment. Like I don't need to be told I'm pretty. I don't need, is your outfit cute? Yes or no? Like whatever. Like that's not really what absorbs well to me. But when I'm really working 
and trying, even not even working on like social media or my old job. Like it was never about that. It was more like I'm trying to communicate better. I am trying to hold my temper. I am trying to let go and forgive. And it was, it was really, really, this was where my tides had turned. When I started to learn that, that I really needed someone who gave me quality time and I really needed someone to, to sit me down and say, you're doing amazing. You're doing a good job. Or I see you're trying. Like I didn't even need a gold star and a steak dinner out at the most expensive steakhouse. Like I just needed to be told, I see you. And that was really what it was because that to me is what ties into my quality time is I see you. I see your efforts and I see that and I'm seeing that it's it's tying into wanting to spend more quality time together and like that just kind of tied together for me and that was just really where I noticed what I needed. So I wanted to tie that into this week's episode because I found it so important once I started to know how I received that meant that that was another level of standard that I could hold for my next partner. Because again, when I found this all out, I was single. And I wanted to touch on this because again, it changed my whole mindset and my whole view. And once that changed, my mindset changed, my view changed, my standards changed. Now I'm fucking married to the best person on earth who understands me and who sees the quality time and who sees my efforts and who says, I see your efforts. You're doing great. That changed my life, genuinely changed my life. And I know this sounds so cliche, but your mindset starts or it starts with your mindset. It starts with your mindset. It starts with changing it. If it's not working for you, change it. If you're in an unhealthy relationship, I was in many unhealthy relationships, but there was the one before Raphael was very, very abusive. And Granted, if I were to have sat down with him and be like, hey, I need more quality time, that wasn't going to fix our relationship. So it started with getting out of that and then sitting down with myself, staring at myself in the mirror and saying, what the hell do I need from this lifetime? What do I need in a partner? Who do I need to be for my partner? Do I even want a partner? Some people are like, you know what? I'd rather be single for life. More power to you. Um, I'm speaking from my own experiences and I know myself and I knew I needed a partner. Um, I am not... I love women who, and men, I love people who are single that can go take on this world by themselves. I think you guys hold so much power and there's so much beauty in that. And I've said that many times, but that does not diminish that the people that are in couples that need another person, two people becoming one to be a bigger, stronger impact. That's powerful too. And there's beauty in that. And that was who I was. I knew I needed somebody. I am not a head on, take it, take it by the bullhorns kind of girl and do it all myself. That's not me and that's never been me. So anyways, um, when I really changed my mindset, my life changed. And I mean that physically, like I am now married to somebody who is amazing. If you would have said that to me six years ago, five years ago, when I was sitting single in a bedroom thinking, okay, what is wrong with me? What is happening? Like, what do I need? Because when I left my ex-boyfriend, I sat there with myself and I said, he did not like, when I say the bar is on the ground, he did not even meet that bar. And I was sitting here like, okay, does the bar need to go lower? Because how do I go lower? Do I need to dig deeper to find somebody relevant? And then I said, you know what? Fuck it. No. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set the bar where I think the bar should be. The ground is bare, bare, bare minimum. Like I want you to wake up and put some pants on that day and brush your teeth. Like that's the bare minimum, bro. And I realized, you know, where's my bar got to be? And so I set the bar 
kind of a little bit higher and I was like, okay, here I am a little bit off the ground and I'm looking around and I'm like, even the guys that meet this, I'm like, you're boring, you're bland, you're not who my husband's going to be. So I set it higher and then I got higher. And what happens then again is a mind shift change. And I don't mean that in a conceited way of like, this is where my standards are. And if you don't hit it, you don't hit it. I don't mean it in that sense, but that's exactly how I mean it at the same time, if that makes sense. If you do not provide the bare minimums for me, one, we don't need like, why am we wasting my time? But then you start to realize, okay, yeah, you hit the bare minimums, but can we take it a step up? And your partner should be doing the same. Like when you're single and you're, and you're a woman looking for the man, the man should be out there holding those same standards for his future wife, right? You would want that. At least I would think. Anyways, so I set my, my standards a little bit higher and each and every time I was like, okay, but I think we can, we can get more and we can do more. And then Raphael came along and this guy surpassed all standards I even had for myself. If anything, he set mine higher and he to this day continues to set mine higher, even down to if your family's fucking you over, let's set our bar higher. Let's keep going like this job. Cool. You brought like you did this, this and this. That's amazing. You brought this in this door. You did this. You got us to Malibu, California. Let's set our bar higher. And that was where I really realized like Raphael was the one for me. He pushed me. He pushed me past my limits, but it wasn't because of his own selfishness. He saw that I could be more and he saw that my standards could go higher for myself, not even just for him. Selling a little cha-ching or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the final real life store stage all the way down to did we just hit a million dollars shopify is here to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person pos systems whatever and wherever you're selling shopify's got you covered shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout at 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash human two that's all lowercase you're going to go to shopify.com slash human two now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash human two and so that was really, really important to me when I, when I, when I sat down with Raphael at the very first few months of our dating, I sat down with him and I said, do you know what your love languages are? I don't even think we were actually in a relationship at this point. And he said, no. And I said, I would love for you to take the quiz. And I said, I really don't want to be that girly because you know, like, like anytime you start to date someone, you're like, oh, it's your astrology. Um, like what? zodiac sign are you I'm gonna read all about you and then I'm gonna go type in our birthdays and I'm gonna see if we're compatible I've done it I do it still to this day and when I want to when I'm talking about love languages I don't even necessarily mean in your partner I think again it's very important to know for yourself 
your coworkers, your friends, your family, your children. I think that is so important. When I have kids, I really do want to know their love language and I want to honor that and I want to show up for them and give to them the way that they need to be receiving. And I think that's very important as friends, as again, family, coworkers, anything to really just start to care about the other person. And so when I sat Raphael down, I was like, hey, would you mind taking this quiz? And what's funny is his number one receiving is quality time as well. And then we're going to get into how you give. But I really want to talk about this week of of how do you receive because it is so important and it's so important to also give yourself that. So like sometimes if I really need quality time or quiet time is what I call it for myself, I really want to go do things that I enjoy, even if I'm just by myself. Um and again, understanding your friends even. Like I know my girlfriends and I know they're theirs. And it's really easy to start to know where do they reciprocate and where do they absorb your love? Um, and it's it's just really important. And why I wanted to bring it up again is because it changed my entire life. I'm married now and I'm married to somebody that I think was almost too good for me. And I know he says the same about me, but it's like that's important I want to feel like I'm bringing something to the table and I also want to feel like he's meeting what's at my table. Everybody shows up with a chair. I really do believe that it sounds bad sometimes, but everybody should show up with some sort of benefit. And I've said that many times before, whether it's a physical, a non-physical, whatever the case may be, somebody needs to show up to the table with something. And if you're at that table, what do you got? Everybody needs to benefit from each other. That is the importance. I know that sounds really, really messed up. But again, my mom, for example, shows up with unconditional love and support each and every time. She doesn't need to have millions of dollars. She doesn't need to have all the knowledge in the world. I don't need to be learning anything in the sense of business from her. I just need to know that she is on my side. That's that's important. And, and when I say on my side, it doesn't even necessarily mean She's on my side. And yes, Catherine, you're right. Yes, Catherine, you're right. She's on my side in the sense that I'm going to push you to be better. I'm going to love you unconditionally, but sometimes you're in the wrong. I'm on your side, but you're on the wrong, like you're in the wrong. Let's help you get back. That's important. When we talk about love languages, I really do think it's important to know yourself and to know the your close circle around you. And then I want to get into giving. How do you give? Because I think that's another important thing because my giving is not quality time. I know quality time is my number one receiving, but that's not my giving. Mine is acts of service. And what's funny is that's Raphael's as well. So both mine and Raphael's top is quality time and our giving is acts of service. And the more that I've gotten to know Raphael, I think that was instilled in him as a child of What can I be doing to help others? He's a very helpful person. It could be just doing the the dishes. It goes down into he knows I hate driving. He drives all the time. When I'm with him, I do not drive. So Raphael is 110% always driving, whether he's driving himself by himself or whether he's driving with me, he is always behind the wheel. That is something that he's he's very good at is how can I be helpful? How can I give an act of service to help somebody. He's constantly opening doors for people. He is constantly waiting for the old woman and asking, do you need help carrying that to your car? Like that is the man that I married. He is always helping people. Sometimes it's quite annoying because I'm like, okay, like you're constantly giving to others. Like when are you going to give to yourself? But I've noticed that that was maybe something that was instilled in him as a child. And the more that we've been able to talk about 
why is that your giving language? Um, he's just always been the one to have to step up to the plate and to help out. And now it's just second nature to him that that's what he does. And I love it about him, but that's also mine. So I will randomly, whenever it's like, I love to provide. I'm a big provider. Like I am, if we're all out to dinner, we're taking care of dinner. I love to make sure everybody's voice is heard. Like that's how I give in the sense of acts of service. If I'm stopping by, I pick something up for Raphael. Like I like to do little errands for people. So I'm like almost a mix of acts of service and gift giving because it's like, I don't, that's kind of like a gray area for me. It's like, okay, what's to me, they're kind of the same, but different. And I think gift giving is where people have like they really like to physically have a gift to give. Mine is more like I like to give, but I like to also provide. I don't know. It's kind of a mesh. So Raphael and I, I, like he knows when I'm really struggling with something, he knows to just show up and sit down and listen to me and look at me and say like, how's it going? Um, And then again, my words of affirmation also ties in and he'll give a lot of feedback and advice and and support and encouragement but it's really helped my relationships my friendships and again I think just not even like a husband and wife relationship I mean all of my relationships with people starting to sit down and realize um what these people need and and my brother and I one of my brothers that I'm very close with that we even understand each other's and I love that because I know what he needs and I know how he needs to be shown up for And that is so important. And I think I could kind of, I haven't asked my other brothers and right now we're not on terms to kind of like, I don't really care what they need. They don't give a shit about what I need. So we're just kind of on treading waters right now, but I would love to know one day. So if we are to mend the relationships and be back as one big Brady Bunch family, um, to know theirs because I want to show up for these people, right? I want to show up for my friends. I want to show up in the ways that they need. I have a girlfriend who I really know hers is she's constantly the support of the entire household. She takes care of everything and I know how she needs to just let go. She just needs somebody to bring over dinner and wine and say, I got this. Like, how's it going? Let's chat. Like, like, let's talk. Let's chat. Let's see what's going on. Like, I need to show up and just be present. That's what she needs. She loves that. She loves to just decompress. There's a lot of women out there that hold up a lot of the household. They hold up the kids. They hold up their careers. They hold up themselves. And then they just want to come home and just decompress. They want to just say, I've got this. You've got it taken care of. Like just just sit and chill. Drink your wine and relax. A lot of people don't have that. Um, So I want to talk more about that. In next week's episode, I know that was kind of a lot. And again, every part one, I just kind of ramble and I just kind of, oh my God, I get it out there. I think it's very important to know yourself. So if you have not yet taken the love languages quiz, I definitely highly recommend that. I also recommend it for your partner or your spouse. Um, I think you guys should both maybe sit down and do it. Take 20 minutes during quiet time when you guys are in bed at night. Take the quiz know what each other's are and then sit down and say, how can I show up for you? Because if it's different, then you need to know like, okay, I know it's different here. How can I show up for you here? I am not saying understanding your own love language will mend a relationship, but it can definitely help because to me, it's saying, I want to put you first. That's how marriages should go, right? I need to put Raphael first every single second of every single day. And he needs to do the same for me. And I know that sounds kind of, um, When I think of like 
saying that. I'm like, well, what about me? Like my, my needs are important too, but he's supposed to be putting my needs first. That's how it goes. Like I'm not putting myself on the back burner to put him up top. If he was putting himself first and I'm putting him first. Yeah, of course. And Catherine doesn't even matter in this household, but that's not how it goes. You need to understand each other because I want to put Raphael first and Raphael wants to put Catherine first. And that's saying to your partner, I know you've got me, so I'm going to get you. I'm going to hold you up as you hold me up. And that makes us unstoppable. I am, again, not saying that if you know your love languages, it's going to mend any and all relationships that you have or say you guys are going through a tough time. But I do think it's very, very, very helpful. It is very helpful. And then when you start to understand your partner and you start to show up for your partner, not the way you want to show up for them, but the way they need you to show up for them, they start to say, Raphael started to unload and says, okay, Catherine's got my back. Like Catherine knows like, and Raphael is, is that person and has been that person his entire life that he's held the weight of the world on his shoulders. And he has finally started to decompress in this household and know my wife's got my back. And that is 110% true. Like I might not be the person that is the nicest, kindest, come with a smile everywhere I go. I shoot the shit straight and Raphael had to really get used to that because when we first start to got when we first got together, he was like, "Ooh, you're kind of brutal. Like the way you speak is kind of blunt and like really straight to the point." And now when we're out in the world and Raphael's being disrespected, I don't stand for it and I don't allow it. And I say, "No, like you're not going to speak like that. Do not treat him like that." And I'm like saying even to strangers, like we've been in encounters where I do not give a single shit who you are. You are not going to disrespect my husband. Like, I do not care. And he sits back and is like, I don't want any problems. Like, I'm just going to chill out. Like, I'm just not going to say anything. And I don't need to be like, oh, you're a stupid idiot because you don't like who my husband is. No, I'm like, the way you're, you're presenting yourself is not okay. And I do not need you around right now. And you need to walk away because the way you're disrespecting my husband is not okay. And he started to finally realize that not everybody needs to walk all over us. I think he's his whole life just kind of done and said and been who people have wanted him to be. And he's finally, he's a very strong person, but I think he's gotten a lot stronger after realizing we don't need to be everybody's doormat. And I, I obviously I am, I am the pot calling the kettle black because I have that same problem. And, and that's where I go back and forth of I'm trying to build Raphael up. Raphael's main priority is building me up. And as, as we've progressed in our relationship and in our own mental health and in our own mental standards for each other and for ourselves, we have become unstoppable because it's like, I don't care what you think about me anymore. And I've really struggled. I, Raphael lets strangers treat him like crap. He lets everyone kind of treat him like crap. Not like crap, but he lets people do what they want and say what they want. And it's gotten him to the point where he wants to just be alone. Like he does, he loves living in Minnesota because he doesn't have many friends. He doesn't have many family. He's not responsible for anybody but himself. And then myself, it's been, I let my family treat me like shit and nobody else. Like I would go out into the world and I would be like, no one can walk on me because I was like, I was um what's the word I was like trying to make up for what I was lacking at home like I I let my family treat me like shit so I wasn't gonna let the world treat me like shit I don't know anyways I'm getting off topic but the main priority was Raphael's my number one I am his number one and it's really worked in our marriage where I know he's got my back and he's got 
I've got his back. And sometimes we don't agree on what's happening and what's being said and done out there in the world, but we always have each other's back in public. And then in private, we go and figure that shit out because we don't have to agree on everything. That is what it is. Um, I know I've just gone so fucking rampagingly. Anyways, so I think it's important to know your love languages. I think it's important to sit down with your partner or if you're single to really sit down with yourself and say, how can I show up for myself? How can I continue to give for others? How can I set standards for my future? And that can be for someone that's in, in your life or not in your life. If you're single, if you're married, how can I show up for myself? How can I show up for my spouse? How can I, how can I receive anything anyways? Or how do I give to those around me? You guys, I need to just get off of here because this is like it. Anyways, so next week, I want to answer any and all questions that you guys may have, whether it's personal questions for Raphael and I. I'm probably going to bring Raphael in on part two. So next weekend, we'll sit down, we'll film. I'm going to put a questionnaire out on Instagram. If you do not already follow I Think I'm Human 2 pages, I would absolutely love if you could get out there and follow our Instagram and our TikTok page. It would be so nice of you. I know you already support Catherine Eves, um, but I'm really trying to grow I'm Human too because I really want them to be two separate things. I've said that many times. Um, I really want it to be two totally separate pages. So I always ask the questionnaire on Instagram before I film. So it'll be out next Sunday. So this comes out Thursday. That following Sunday, the questionnaire box goes up. I'll give you guys a couple days to listen to the episode, ask any questions you may have. Um, and I'm probably going to pull Raphael in on the questions with me because I is I do think it's important for, I look over like he's sitting here next to me. I do think it's important for him to tell his side of things. Um, and again, he never even knew this until I sat him down. And I was like, I need to know your love languages. And I think it's important for you to know those. So I think it would be really cool to have him on with it because, again, he was one of those guys that really didn't believe in it. And now he is 110% on board and is like, nope, I I really understand it. I respect it and I love it. I love that I know mine. I love that I know yours. Um, there's even books like the five love languages that you can really dive deep into. There's quizzes in there. There's um, There's just different ways. And, again, when I tell you guys, when my mindset changed, my life changed, I really do not want to sound cliche or corny, but it is the most true thing I can tell you. It starts with you. It starts with recognizing, am I happy? Am I fulfilled? Am I proud of what I'm doing? Am I proud and happy and fulfilled with who I am? Am I proud and happy and fulfilled with what I'm giving the world? And I don't even just mean in love languages. I mean in everything you do. If you are recognizing something's wrong, something's not right here, what is happening? Why am I failing time and time again at this task that I think should be easy? Start to figure out and look in the mirror. What are you doing and how can you change? Because if you're doing the same shit day in and day out and it's not working for you, there's a reason. That's the definition of insanity. And you're saying, okay, but I'm so good at this, but I'm not getting the results I want out of this. Well, let's look deeper. Let's change our mindset. Let's grow. Let's do something about it. It starts with understanding, reading, and looking at different ways to absorb new information. Again, whether you read, I love that. I love to physically read. I need a physical book. I'm not a Kindle girly. I pick up a book. I order it on Amazon. I go to Half Price Books. I'm not a Barnes & Noble girly because I just think they're way overpriced. Um, Amazon half price books. You can really get anything out there. I need a physical book to sit down and read. I love to take notes in my journal. 
Um, and I, again, have started to change the content I'm absorbing because that's all I do all day, every day. My job is social media. I am always on this phone. So I started thinking, why am I comparing to this other creator? Why am I jealous? I love them and I support them. I still like and comment and, and engage, but I'm not sitting here like, oh my God, she sucks because she cleans her house. No, I'm like, I just, I know that that's just not me. And realistically, me cleaning each and every single day is not me. It's not ever going to be me. I love that she does it. And I love that others do that, but that's just not me. So I'm like, okay, what other content should I be absorbing that I'm not getting competitive with? Where do I get inspired? Where do I get excited? Again, I love watching aesthetically pleasing videos. I do get inspired to have a nicer home. But then I sit to Raphael and I'm like, we need a new home, which either way we really do. But Yes, absorbing your content, however you receive or however you're absorbing your content, your books, your knowledge, whatever, if it's not working for you, change it. Start looking for new stuff. Start absorbing new stuff. Start changing your mindset and I promise you life will change drastically, drastically. I am not kidding you. Again, I really say that it started with knowing who I was and what I absorbed for my love language, setting standards. You need to show up for me in this sort of way. And then I met the man of my dreams, the best man to ever exist, because I set that out there in the universe. And I said, I will not receive less than this. I will not give less than this. I will not give more than this. And he shows up each and every single day. He knows how to show up for me. And he changed my life. And since then, my life has progressively just continued to be on the up and up. So I want that for you. I want that for everybody out there, but it really starts with us. It starts with internalizing and acknowledging. So thank you for being here. Sorry. I know this was kind of like sporadic. Duh. That's me. That's kind of always how my part ones go. That's what I've always said. I've always wanted to stay to that because that's who I am. I know some podcasts are extremely structured. Some people read from scripts. I love that. I love that if that's how people receive and understand and absorb knowledge, I love that for them. But that's not me. I am not that way. I will probably never be that way. Maybe. I don't know. I can't speak for future me. But I want to just throw out my brain dumps to you guys. I want to get them out there. And then in part two, I'll answer anything I might have missed, answer any questions you may have, and divulge deeper into stories if I can for you. So I will see you next week on part two of Love Languages. And that's all. Bye. Bye.